0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.
1: From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, November 6th. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis Public Radio listeners have submitted a lot of questions about the pandemic, including can the coronavirus spread in separate rooms of an office building or apartment, and when will a vaccine be ready, and will it fully protect a person from getting the virus? We'll explore some of the answers with St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan and Sarah Phantom in just a few minutes. A St. Charles County poll worker has died after knowingly working election day while sick with COVID-19. Election authorities say they were not aware the person had tested positive. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports.
2: Officials say the poll worker ignored medical advice to isolate after coronavirus tests came back positive on Friday. The worker died after a 15-hour shift on Election Day at the Blanchett Park Memorial Hall polling site in St. Charles. Demetrius Chancy Chapman is the director of public health for St. Charles County. He advises voters to get tested, regardless of which precinct they voted at. There's so
1: much Spread of this disease in our community right now. If you were around two or three hundred people on Election Day, you were around people who had disease.
2: On Thursday, the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force reported 94 new hospital admissions, a record daily high since March. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Some school districts in the St. Louis region are coping with a rise in coronavirus cases. Those districts are also facing tough decisions as students return to in-person instruction. St. Louis Public Radio's Becca Clark-Calendar reports.
0: A few weeks ago, Parkway School District brought its younger kids back to school in a hybrid model, alternating groups of students between in-person and at-home instruction. Now, 22 of their 23 elementary and middle schools have reported at least one positive coronavirus case. Those cases mean more than 300 students and 80 staff members are in quarantine. Parkway Superintendent Dr. Keith Marty says the district has seen more cases in schools and in the community. I believe every one of our zip codes has now turned red, which means, you know, the transmission is is at a level of concern. That was at a, a you know, a month, six weeks ago that was looking much better. For now, the district is sticking with the hybrid model rather than bringing K through 8th grade students back full time as had been planned. I'm Becca Clark Callender, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Illinois has passed another grim COVID-19 milestone. More than 10,000 residents have died after testing positive. Governor J.B. Pritzker says infections, hospitalizations, and deaths continue to rise.
0: That's not a trend that's going to turn around on its own. It's up to us, all of us, to do something to save the next family from tragedy.
1: Illinois also hit a daily record for infections at nearly 10,000. At a more local level, coronavirus cases are increasing in the St. Louis region. There have been about 1,200 new cases per day over the last week. The New York Times reports that is a more than 40 percent increase over the last seven days. COVID-19 is also at the forefront in Jefferson City. A special session on funding to fight the pandemic is underway. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports some lawmakers want to include discussions about protecting businesses from COVID-related lawsuits.
0: Governor Mike Parson called lawmakers back into special session to appropriate federal money to combat COVID-19. But lawmakers like Republican Senate President Pro Tem Dave Schatz also would be in favor of shielding businesses from litigation related to the virus.
1: We want to make sure if there are people out there that are acting frivolously, we don't that we don't create a situation where they
0: couldn't find a remedy. For his part, Parson told reporters that he would like lawmakers to come up with a specific plan to prevent the special session from dragging out.
2: But what I can't do is go into a deal and it
1: takes
0: two months to get something done and we're up against session. Lawmakers are expected to address the COVID-19 budget request in the coming days. In Jefferson City, I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: The campaign donor at the center of the corruption scandal which brought down former St. Louis County Executive Steve Stenger will remain in prison. A federal judge has denied a request for compassionate release from John Rollo. The former insurance executive who contracted coronavirus in prison had asked to serve the remainder of his 17-month sentence under house arrest. His attorneys cited underlying health conditions, including thyroid cancer and the risk of COVID-19 reinfection. Rallo pleaded guilty last year to donating thousands of dollars to Stinger with the expectation of receiving contracts for county business. He is serving his sentence at a minimum security facility in southern Illinois. As cases of COVID-19 in Missouri continue to climb and winter approaches, listeners have been submitting questions to our Curious Lewis series. I had a chance to track down some answers from St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton and Shayla Farzan. There are dozens of coronavirus vaccines under development. We've heard from some listeners who want to know when one of these vaccines could be ready and if it will protect a person 100% from getting the virus.
0: So everybody talks about the vaccine, but there are actually six vaccines that the United States government has its eye on that are being tested in humans. And these six vaccines are being tested at two sites right here in St. Louis. Dr. Daniel Hoft works at one of these sites at St. Louis University. He says that how fast the vaccine will get here is dependent on a lot of things, including how many people in the clinical trials actually get sick. Scientists don't give them the virus, so people enrolled in the trial have to catch it by chance. And the more people get sick, the more data the scientists have.
1: Let's just say that they saw 200 infections in the first month. So by December or January, it's possible that there be enough events to determine whether or not the vaccine is significantly better than placebo.
0: So if the results are promising, the first vaccines could be approved by winter. Hoff says that's optimistic and it will likely take longer, but he says he's confident that we'll see one next year. And as for effectiveness, most experts say it's unlikely these early vaccines in particular will be 100 percent or even 70 percent effective. But even a vaccine that protects 50 to 60 percent of people from getting seriously ill will significantly reduce the number of people dying.
1: We have some major holidays coming up, but is it safe for people to celebrate together? What should families be considering? (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is actually a tough one, because there's not really a good one-size-fits-all answer. And that's partly because the risk is really dependent on your own situation, You know how you get there, how you gather, some other factors. But we can break it down piece by piece. So first, do you and your loved ones have to travel? The CDC does say that any travel at all increases your risk of getting the coronavirus and also passing it to others. And because this virus has an up to two-week incubation period, you could get infected while you're traveling and then potentially infect loved ones when you get there. But if you do travel, it mostly comes down to how many people you're exposed to. So if you can drive and try to limit your stops at rest areas, health officials say that's probably safer than packing into an airport with a whole lot of other travelers. And if you do fly, you know, making sure that you're avoiding areas of the airport where people are congregating, wearing a really good fitting mask and washing your hands a lot. Another thing to think about is how you get together. I spoke with Dr. Amruta Padhi. She's an infectious disease specialist at the University of Missouri. And she said this year, you know, instead of doing a big family gathering, maybe have a smaller group, and leave a couple windows cracked for extra airflow.
0: If the weather permits, you know, having good ventilation in the household, because we know that also kind of helps to mitigate the transmission risk as well.
2: She said it's also helpful if your guests can self-isolate beforehand and maybe even get tested before getting together.
1: Most of us are spending more time inside now that it's colder. Do we know how the virus travels through air systems? If a person is in an office or an apartment building, can they get the virus through shared air, even if they are in separate rooms?
0: So like a lot of things with the coronavirus, we can't rule anything out. We know that, yes, the coronavirus can travel through the air. Spit droplets from sick people can evaporate and stay airborne longer than people originally thought in the spring. I talked to Dr. Pratim Biswas, a professor at Washington University who studies aerosols, about what that could mean. The bad news is that similar viruses such as SARS have been known to travel through air ducts and get people sick. But Dr. Biswas says that's probably not what you should be worried about. We know that the closer someone is to the sick person, the more likely they're going to catch the virus.
2: The further the distance, you know, the risk goes down. So Through the ventilation, I would say it is unlikely, but of course you cannot completely rule it out.
0: He says people should stay focused on meeting up outside or, like Shayla said, in well-ventilated rooms, wearing a mask and staying six feet away from others.
1: That was a discussion with St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fentham and Shayla Farzan about some of the most common coronavirus related questions submitted to our newsroom. Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. It's been a long week of election and COVID developments, so hopefully you can take some time over the next couple of days to enjoy the weekend. The weather is supposed to be fantastic for this time of year.